Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your absolutely delicious digital pub landlord from that fabulous digital pub called Cheshire Matters. This is Jonathan Starkey, and on the show tonight, we have the fabulous, the man, the gazelle. Say hello, Trevor Nichols. Good evening, Jonathan, and good evening, Cheshire. And introducing, again, that wonderful man who always comes up with the facts, Statsman, a.k.a. Mr. Mark Hartley. Say hello, Mark. Good evening, sir. And a big That's why he's not a girlfriend. Hey, you pipe down, you. Yeah. He's got <laughs> that you, going. I'll say that again. I just want to say a big hello to all our lovely listeners before I was really interrupted. Okay. Kaka. <laughs> and... We have, we have to say there is competition to the Raven tonight from somebody else called Roger the Raven. <laughs> I'm having none of this. I'll good come back God. to that in a minute. We're having none of this to tell you now. It's going to be sorted. Good what? evening to our, all our listeners all over Cheshire, across the world, right across the United Kingdom, and especially to all our listeners in the city of Chester, where we now have a by-election taking place over the next few weeks. And that's going to be very interesting, I'm sure. Who are the runners? Now, that's a big question right now, to be quite honest with you. Seems a bit of a bit of a game going on and lots of interesting things taking place. But, okay, um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, we'll, We've had we'll enough. We're out enough. Can everybody just tell him to shut up? Otherwise, Sorry, I am asleep. definitely bringing on Roger the Raven because I'm going to actually ask Roger if he wants to do any political broadcasts. I think it's going to be big comp competition to what's going on and we do right, know let's get so well well let's get so much straight here there's one raven on it and it's that's me. right and, and roger the thing that you've got there that you've now called roger he's called robin the raven no he's not, not he does not, not identify as a robin well, it is. It's not a Robin. It's a he identifies Roger, Robin the Raven. He identifies Robin as a Roger the Raven. That phrase, Roger the Raven, is offensive. We're no, it isn't. That. No way is it. Roger's not offensive, is it, Gazelle? No, no. <laughs> Roger the Rabbit. That's the other guy. Yeah. We know him. He might be related as well. Anyway, Possibly. let's get on with the roundup, and here we go. And this evening... Gas prices are coming down, but the crisis continues. So wholesale gas prices have actually come down. But in actual fact, nothing is being passed on to the consumer. How about that one? Well, that's nothing new there, is it? That seems to be the name of the game. When everything goes up, it goes up massively, comes down a little bit, and everybody thinks everything's hunky-dory, and they continue to make ever-increasing profits nationalise everything now, all the energy companies, and get rid of the lot. Oh, that reminds me, like, the crude oil, the crude oil is now trading down at $83 from 116 Wow. Is the diesel come down? No, it's still going up. And as Steve says, they're making billions. billions. The profits, the quarterly profits that are being announced are massive. Okay. And I'm not rogering. We're all being rogered. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like a good crisis, you see, dude. I wanted to carry on. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, in a swipe at Boris Johnson, who dramatically pulled out of the Tory leadership battle, yeah, Mr. Sunak said that the mandate from the 2019 election did not belong to any individual. 
He also stressed his government will have, now catch this gentlemen, and I am using the term always loosely when I'm referring to you guys, he also stressed that his government will have integrity, professionalism, and <laughs> accountability at every level. Any comments on that one? Yeah. Oh, it's joining Labour then. <laughs> There's never any accountability, is there? Not from any of them. Absolute twaddle. <laughs> Not from any of them. Well, good Matt news. Hancock. He's what? accountable. Who? Well, he is today. Matt Hancock. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but not for what he should be accountable for, though. So. <laughs> for the Australian government. Is everybody going to be watching I'm a Celebrity get me out of here because he's been suspended from the Tory party for... I'll be voting in it every day to get him to eat a... <laughs> kangaroo's... Kangaroo's penis. <laughs> Tommy Kangaroo down, son. <laughs> it just shows you the pathetic level of antics of that guy in government and now is engaging in this. Oh. And this is somebody who had running the country in, in a certain arena. Well, pathetic. I'd be worried about him handling the food. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> he will be on every soccer trial or whatever it's called. He's got a lot in common with cockroaches anyway, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't help Come that on, one. Come on, man. I don't. I wouldn't want him handling my food. It's the women on there you got to look out for as well. <laughs> okay, uh, this is a good one for everybody. Uh, Radio 4's Today program loses half a million listeners in a year. Half a million. Well, what a surprise that is, under the way that the BBC is being run. I mean, well, I don't great. Know, to that. Mr. Landlord. Go on. We've got him. I was just going to say the very <laughs> same thing. How many listeners have they actually got? Does anyone know? No, Does we haven't got it. That's, that's down do to stats, man. We work out when they're going to go. <laughs> we? Yeah, we need to work out their complete demise. Hopefully they've only got another half a million left and it shouldn't be long. Yes. Well, in that case, yeah. it's only going to take another year then, isn't it? Yeah, I can't imagine he'd have any more than that. Are schools heading for a four-day week to cope with the rising costs? No, please no. They've been told, <laughs> they've been told that their energy costs are going up by 275%. Oh, great. So our bills go up then when the kids are at home. No, yeah. put them in for an extra day. That'll make it cheaper for So us. you want them in on a Saturday as well? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> possibly half of a Sunday as well can I go for university <laughs> students as well on that one yeah <laughs> the big problem here is I just want to jump sorry Trev go on you first I was going to say I mean it's alright when we're saying this and we just, uh, we're just we laughing and covering it and things like that but on a serious note who's going to pay for the childcare that's right and the childcare costs are going up and there was a mummy's protest in London about that about the childcare well, costs the National History Museum Oh, yeah. The mum, they have lots of mummies in there. Oh. But they've been protesting, have they? Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. he's, he's raised a good point there, haven't you, Trev? Because we might end up paying more in childcare than we would for, for energy bills. Oh, please don't. I mean, considering, considering how many millions a day we're spending on housing the migrants coming in, let's not get Seven. into it. Well, there's another story, and I tell you now, that's becoming a very, very hot issue with the public. Okay, let me carry on. Vladimir Putin's goddaughter flees Russia hours after a police raid. 
And that gives you a chilling reminder that no one's safe from those goons in Moscow. So there's lots of things going on there. Lots of things. And I'm pretty certain that, obviously, any of the detractors, whilst Putin is still in, are going to be disappearing or having accidents one way or another. They're just going to get rid of them because he doesn't like people who argue with him, does he? The popular one's a hospital window. I don't know. They all keep falling out of hospital windows. <laughs> yes. You think, you think they shut them this time? Yeah, it's cold. Like, well, get them into hospital first and then help them to fall out of the window to finish the job. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The bank faces autumn test. Mm, what are they going to do? Are they going to raise the rates? Tell yes. me. You think, you think they're going to go up? Yeah. Oh, and the next week he's going to go up by uh, three quarters of a percent. <sighs> Is that your prediction, Trevor? Oh, yeah, they're going to whack us. Yeah, definitely. Okay. You heard well, it first. Uh, sorry, you heard it. You heard it. I can't it, say it. Heard it, heard it, heard You've got heard on the mind, vicious. Gazelle. Hold on, is you. It? Hold on, hold on. Oh, here we go. He's, he's got, got his power chip on again I, already. He's you're going to get muted. On you're, on, you're on for a mute. Here I'm telling you now, again. you're off. There you go, you're off. There you go. First mute of the evening, he's out. Right. You're in the sin bin for a few minutes. I'll ask you to unmute, but that's it. If you're going to carry on like that, you're off. I don't care. I just let it's you back you. on. It's you. You're it's you. What's a shoe? And you need <laughs> yeah. raining in. That's right. You muted again. Okay, Thank Trevor, you. what were you going to say? <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Now. We, oh, no, well, it's nothing it. to do with you. Trevor was speaking. He's finished saying what no, he No, he hasn't finished what he was saying. Jumping in every two minutes. No. Honest to God. Right, you're listening. Right, I was trying to say, is <laughs> Rishi, is it correct he's thinking of putting the tax rates up? Yes. Yay. Well, that's not going to go down a Shut up. Shut up, you right-winger, you. Hang on, it didn't. When they were right, it, that's him, Mooted. Well that's him. He's out as well. Trev, it's just me and you. Yeah, as always. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm never in trouble because I'm I play the game. Here he is, Mr. Goody Goody Two Shoes. Okay, Mark, all right. Mark, let me get on Mark. let me get on with the roundup. Seventeen thousand severance for thirty-six hours in the job. Liz trusts people are gonna get an How average so? of seventeen an average of seventeen thousand pounds severance for thirty-six hours in the job. How about that? The total's going to be somewhere around about £726,000 in severance payments to former ministers and whips. How about that? You can't, it's wrong. It shouldn't be happening. I know, I know. Well, we've got to get into government. It's got to be Cheshire Matters for leaders. We're going to be the new hunter. We take over the hey. British government. That's the severance pay. We definitely need to be in government, don't we? Uh, yeah. Just for, just for a few hours. <laughs> we just need to persuade the military of our honourable intentions towards the people of this country. That's all Half we have hour. to do. <laughs> the last thing we want in this country is the military taking over with you in charge. <laughs> Power man. It would be great. I've got to keep back to military because we have got November the 5th coming up. Oh, yes, November the 5th. It's going to happen. Okay, Octopus Energy is set to get up to 1 billion of taxpayers' cash. That's for taking over. I think the energy company was called Bulb. How about that? Interesting choice of names. Yeah. Octopus and Bulb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Jerry Lewis has died age 87. I think there was there was slight consternation because originally the Great Balls of Fire singer was was told that he was dead and then he, he actually or his agent actually made sure to say to everybody he's not dead and then a few days later he died <laughs> oh goodness gracious okay what, what, 19 year old wife's upset <laughs> brits brace for the biggest tax burden since world war Two. that's the truth i mean we spoke about that earlier on i'm going to ask a question now do you think our democracy is actually really working? Not at all. Not at all. It's not working for the people. Parliament is not working for the people. We've got representatives from local level right up to national level. We've got resignations taking place, what seemingly are on a monthly basis. We, we are now an international laughing stock, courtesy of the Conservative Party. This country and its people deserve a lot better than this, to be quite frank. People are facing dire needs week in, week out, simply to live. And we've got this shambles going on. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Mark. This is shambles, isn't it? So we had we, they proposed lower taxes and no one was happy. And now it's going to be higher taxes and no one's happy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'll make your minds up. Well, we've got, I mean... Parliament doesn't work. Period. No. You had, I, you had that. Um, it uses uh, a lot. It, it works off a lot of money, Trevor. Well, Graham Brady, um, when the, the the list trust shambles was going on, he said, "When I get back from my public, uh, when I get back from my foreign holiday mm-hmm. on the Monday, this is two weeks after Parliament had already." Started up again after what three months off. Boris was in Bermuda. Yep. You've got Matt Hancock now going off to Australia for five weeks. What the hell is going on? These yep. people have just been off. That's a good Nearly point. Four months. Four months, Trevor. Did we miss them? Everything still went on, didn't <laughs> Everything it? still went on. Yeah. So nobody so missed them we, at we all. It certainly went down. Well, that question, I mean, that question was posed by Andrew Neil, and he argues that democracy must be working in this country because no other democracy could have removed Liz Truss so efficiently. <laughs> Democracy, yeah, okay. That's what that's what he was arguing. <laughs> Is that what they're calling globalist coups these days? Are they democracy? Right, okay. And linking Liz <laughs> Trust to Russia wow. again. What do we think about her phone being hacked by the Russians? This is an odd one, isn't it? Never happens. They hacked her personal phone. Why was she using her personal phone to send well, information of very, well, very serious? One or two questions on that. Matters. One, why would they hack her personal phone? Because technically you wouldn't get anything off it. Well. They'd need her ministerial phone, which being the Prime Minister, she should have one. If she's not, I've got one in the drawer she can borrow. <laughs> well, she could have done, but not Is now. it unhackable, Gazelle? Tell the truth. Is it unhackable? 33 it's made ten. of lead. Huh? Hack them. Made of lead. Nothing can get through it. Okay. What? Not yeah, even so a vampire? Again, it doesn't it doesn't add up. Again, these these, these stories are distractions. Yeah, they're just distractions. I get it. I get else it. Is going on. Well, we mentioned earlier on, and I think the national this evening is going to have to be about the migrants. And 
does everybody member remember member the member? Remember, remember the fifth of November. I will. That that hard. How can I say that? Really, really patient woman, Natalie Elphick. Her husband, he was the MP for the area, and she took it over. Natalie Elphick. And she's saying, when will the left admit there is no refugee crisis, but simply illegal immigration? Okay, let's uh, let's have this from Stats first. Go ahead, Stats, open it up. They're not going to, are they? The problem is the consequences to mass immigration are extremely serious, in my opinion, and they're never going to admit to it. I mean, never mind the overcrowding or the 7 million a day in hotels or the rise in crime or the longer waiting times or the lack of school places and housing. They're, they're, they're quite minor in comparison to the security threat we, uh, the security threat we face. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give a stat of the week. Go ahead. Are you ready? According to a Home Office Freedom of Information request, only 2% of the thousands who have made their way illegally across the channel in boats were found to be in possession of passports. 2%. So that's 98% of the people coming across the channel. We've got no idea who they are. So if we've had 4,000 already this year, what's that, Steve? 2%? 2% of 4,000. 2% of 1,000 is... 40,000. So that's 800. Yeah. Well... Too slow. So out of 40,000 people, we, we roughly know 800 of them if the passports are real. I'll have you know that Steve got an F in mathematics, so don't you have a go at him. At least he passed his O-level. He got an F. Listen, I just want to say something there. It's quite important. We were talking about this back in 2015 on the run-up to the election when we were involved in UKIP, right, and we were campaigning for Brexit. We spoke about... Illegal immigration, we spoke about the cost, we spoke about the security, we spoke about the demand on social, uh, public services and housing, everything else. And we, by the entire political establishment, some more than others, were branded racist. And now... We were almost castrated. Right, and now... We know that you were... Because your well, voice is nearly an octave higher than what it was originally. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, very good. Just calm down. That's all right. Now we've got Suella Braverman indicating in the House and describing the situation as an invasion. If Farage had said anything like that, he would have been lambasted for it. This is the difference. Yeah. You've yes, now got people talking and raising the issues that we were talking about five, six, seven, eight years ago. And now you've got the Conservative governments who hijacked Brexit for their own political survival, but they're not actually doing anything about it. It's all well and good to talk the talk, walk the walk. We've now got hotels up and down this country. How much will it cost in per day, stats? £7 million. Yeah, and £7 million per day. And what are we doing for the poor people on universal credit and the homeless. What are we doing for them? Well, just one second. It's not only that, because I've been talking to Trevor on and off for some time about pensions. And I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday. The fury coming from pensioners in this country and from people in this country about what's taking place here now is appalling. We are literally having hotels filled up and down the country, yep. at taxpayers' expense, Absolutely people true. can't afford to eat, can't afford to heat, can't afford to live, 
can't pay the bills, can't pay the rents and the mortgages with rising costs and everything else. And this stupid nonsense has got to stop. I'm angry as hell about this for a number of reasons, because we were slated to the hilt for saying all this years ago. Nothing's been done. The Conservatives will do nothing about it in reality, and Labour will open the doors again. And it's time for independents or new parties to come forward and I don't really trust any of the parties, if I'm honestly, to be quite frank. But we what about that. reform? They're a new one. Don't you trust <laughs> oh, those? Oh, don't get me going. Listen, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, what we need now is people in Parliament, right, and people representing people at all levels in this country who stand by the British people, do the right thing by the British people, represent them, and don't sell themselves down the line by becoming puppets for the corporate globalists. And that's what we need to take have taken place in this country. Well, amongst in the mayhem that's been taking place, it's reported that one teenage migrant reportedly entered a woman's home through an open door. Well, what would he do? He wouldn't actually go through a closed door, would he? Through an open door and asked her to take him to Manchester. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go knock on somebody's door and say, "Take me to Bermuda." Have you seen the letter by Dover Council sent out to tenants to keep the windows and doors shut because they were trying to get in properties everywhere? And they said, "Call the police." It's a very serious, dangerous event taking place. Write to your MP. I bet Dover Council are actually putting these people up while sending these letters out. Well, the 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 end to that story was. He asked her to take her to Manchester, and when she refused, he asked to use her phone. He was eventually apprehended by a neighbour in her bedroom. So what's going on? <laughs> I don't know, but a couple of weeks after being in Manchester, he want to come back down south. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it is it is bad news. Do you not think that France has got to do more to tackle what's going on? Because isn't it normally where the these people first land why is well, it that in france right at the bottom of this is so what is the answer yeah what is the answer obviously we cannot keep on taking the migrants in and the raven is raving raving and raving to get back on go on steve what do you want to say I just just don't interrupt for a second because i'm going to say something now and i'm being deadly serious i'm being very serious here Watch out, guys, he's being deadly. In the next few years, now this might sound alarming, but in my view, this is a very real prospect. The indigenous population of this country and the young people of this country coming through, within a very short space of time, will be ostracised within their own country. Their own country will be lost to the open-door fiasco, the failure of the political system, and the lack, the complete lack of true patriotic representatives in our parliament, which are few and far between. The British people have been sold down the river by a parliament which is no longer serving the people. It's not it's representative. No yeah, that's quite right. And actually is failing this country so big, it's placing the security and the future of this country and its people at risk. At risk. At risk. But where is the Cromwell? Show me a Cromwell that can, that's got the power to come in. That's why I was talking about the army, because literally it's only the military that has the power to take over the country. 
and no. to be able to do no. things. The biggest sovereign power in this country is the people. It is the people. No, the people are the the people have shown time and time again that they are literally just sheep. They are not doing anything about it. It's only small groups of people, and the government are actually suppressing those opinions. I'm going to go straight to stats. Go ahead, stats. I think these have been huge changes, which the public that we were just discussing have not been consulted, and this wasn't approved by Parliament. No. Now, the the fact is that victims up and down the country would not have been killed or had their lives changed forever if immigration had been effectively controlled and enforced. Now, the government, what's their priority? Their, their primary responsibility is to keep the public safe, is it not? So I think those that have been in control of these decisions have failed massively and should be held responsible because, in my yeah. opinion, they, they pose a serious security risk to the English people. Well, these are people. Let me so, finish one second. In go what ahead. World, in what world should this be allowed to continue? Or is it, as it happens, get worse? I think they've got to grow a spine. Ignore the left calling them racist and UKIP and all this stuff and get a grip of our borders, like Steve says, if only for the sake of our children. Well, the bottom line on this is that some of these people and a greater percentage of them basically have never been persecuted and they're just looking for a better life. Now, there is nothing wrong with looking for a better life, but the fact of the matter is we are in a financial crisis. We are in an energy crisis. So quite simply, we shouldn't have to actually put up with this. Go ahead, Steve. I'm going to say this. For any member of parliament to not act in the interests of the people of this country and the country, it's actually called treason. And equally, I don't know whether anybody knows this, but if people are aware of treason being committed, you can actually be guilty of something called misprison of treason because you then become complicit. Our entire system is now operating against this country and its people. Yeah, I would go with that. It's very serious. Now, going back to what you were saying, I actually fear what may be happening down the line, whereby the people literally take to the streets and we end up in a very, very dangerous situation. Well, it can turn into a humanitarian crisis. There's no doubt about it. I would suggest it's already there, to be quite frank. This country, why is everybody coming right through endless amounts of countries to get here? And the reason is this, because the world sees the UK courtesy of our weak, woke, liberalist, pathetic, traitor parliamentarians yep not I'd all of go them, with that but a good portion of them and i'm sorry to say no this, give the label to all of them just get rid of them all get uh, cromwell weak, in and let's get them out get the them out and the pathetic and i'm sorry to say this but it's time the vast majority of them were thrown out we should have a parliament that serves the country protects the country and looks after its people and their interests now these people are coming here because our parliament is weak and so are its people within it. Because when these people get here, instead of being treated for what they are, which is illegal, they've arrived here illegally, which means they have no right to be here, they should be taken back, and that's it. Instead, they're put up in four- and five-star hotels. Well, they're given given a choice. Do you want a four- or five-star hotel? everything else, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sorry, I have no time for any of this. 
We've got people around where I live, can't afford to live, can't pay the bills. We've got pensioners living on pathetic And these people pensions. are getting it all. pensions in Europe. They're getting it we, all. Yeah, I'm sick of this. To double-endorse what Mark said earlier, the duty of this government is to protect its citizens. Correct. Correct. They are failing. They're failing. They're failing. The The thing about it is there isn't a single citizen of this country whose heart wouldn't go out to people that have actually come from a war torn country exactly they they would give as much help and they are amongst everybody in the world the people the genuine people citizen of this country are the most generous they give to charity they give to all forms of aid and we have a history of that but this is a problem which has to be solved go ahead mark yeah, it should be going to those that need it and not to the detriment of the uh, the English public. Now, we were saying before, who are these people? If we only know a certain percent, well, unfortunately, we found out in the past that some are terrorists and some are rapists and some are murderers and quite a lot of drug dealers. Not all, before the liberals freak out, there was an analysis by the Henry Jackson Society of convictions over the past 20 years, and they identified 45 foreign nationals, get this, who served prison sentences for terror offences who were allowed to remain in the UK after completing jail terms, with many remaining here sometimes with the knowledge and permission of the authorities after having contact with the asylum system. Oh, it's just, it's, and we can name them all, the, the one who blew himself up in Liverpool, the London Bridge attack. It, well, here we go, another, another series of success stories of yeah. the weak, pathetic liberalism that's encompassed this country for 50 years. The fake Conservatives. Yeah, and if I make nothing. that as well, that some figure I saw earlier on, which is quite, again, staggering, that the latest uh, input of these so-called... Uh, migrants. They're not migrants. They're illegal immigrants. They're not migrants. So I don't know. You shouldn't be using that term. That uh, they are the majority that were on this particular count were from Albania. They were under the age of forty, and at present, the count of the Albanians that have entered this country is two percent of the male population of Albania. Wow, that is that. I know it sounds small when you say it like that, but it's actually big. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The big percentage we'll set soon in the near future to have more Albanians in our jail than they've actually got in Albania. <laughs> but, but I, I saw, I saw something. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you might laugh, but it's not funny. I, it isn't funny, but the fact is, I'm laughing at the facts that mm-hmm. that we would have more Albanians in more prison long. here than yeah. Albania would be having. I mean, what are we doing? We're just helping other countries to solve their own problems. And it's just wrong. It's wrong. It's simply wrong. And we're going to be called xenophobes, you know, for saying that. But, you know, case there are, there are. We actually came out of the EU to reduce migration. That's right. Immigration. And they said, oh, no, you're not. We're still coming to you. Yeah, and we have no problem with people seeking political asylum. We have no problem with no. any of the genuine asylum seekers no. at all. No. None whatsoever. That's the way that we are. But, but these are not these are not genuine, genuine asylum seekers. These are just people seeking a better life. And I don't blame them for it, but 
It's yeah. not our it's not our responsibility. Not yeah, at but all. They're getting it. I know because what Steve said, you know, the weak liberals are allowing this to happen. Go ahead, Mark, and just wrap this up, Mark, because yeah. we can move on to something that Steve wants to talk about. Yeah, so he can yes. open his mouth again. Tasty. Local yeah, I politics. Had to hotel last weekend. I couldn't get one. <laughs> You will struggle to get somewhere to stay when you go away before long, Trevor, because the problem is exasperated all over the country. And, and the hotel growing. chains will just open their arms and say yes, because it's ready money. Mark, wrap this up, please. Well, we just mentioned the left are facilitating it, but also the cover-ups beginning because I saw something yesterday where the censor said they might be holding back the data on how many people were born in. in oh, well, on the actual numbers. Yeah. I need to look more into this, but it looks like they're not going to be releasing the bit of the, your country of birth and your nationality. Uh, uh, uh. I told you this, didn't I, before yeah. this census was done? I said they, would, they will really, really not want this data to come out. Gotcha. Not forgetting, of course, during your daily life, everywhere you go now in this country, you've got to prove your ID, produce your driving license, all kinds of ID. Oh, everything. For everything that you do in your, your daily life. And, that, of course, you can land in Dover in a boat and you, you can just be given everything. Gary, no, no questions asked. No questions. Full four-star hotel and away you go. Not to mention a two-month wait for a dentist. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. Some or story. even, you know, immediate yeah. access to a doctor. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Immediate access to a doctor, no waiting. Mm -hmm. Nice yeah. that, isn't it? Nah. Well, anyway, we're going to wrap that up and we're going to move on to the local, which I am sure that Roger the Raven will have something to say about. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, we're talking about the Raven 360. Oh, bring Roger on. Uh, let's get Roger on. Come okay, on, Roger. Man. What do you want to say, Roger? What's that? You're not happy with the local elections? Okay, go on, Raven. What do you want to say about the locals? Go on. He's had too many smarties today, clearly. Yeah. Right, are you going to behave and just be quiet for a minute? He's been on the wine gums. he got no chance. <laughs> right, well, we have a by-election in the city of Chester, courtesy of uh, our former MP, Mr. Chris Matheson, resigning for the reasons we discussed last week. Oh, you know oh, what? I just, couldn't get over, over I'm going to say it again. He had a suspension for four weeks. That was what, it. What was that for again? He had a suspension. <laughs> uh, it, well, uh, it was some form misconduct. of sexual misconduct. Oh, so isn't that the thing the left are always kicking off so much about when it comes in the right? That's right. That's right. Gone. But it was the left. Yeah, but commonly known as fiddling. <laughs> no. Can I just say, just give an update on this. I have not yet heard anybody from the Labour Party. Nope. Uh, condemn this. No, they're no, just so condemn sexual harassment or anything like this, no. which I think is important. I'm actually going to send an email to hope they're listening. The three Blaken councillors where I live. No, send it to Louise. The leader of the council, Louise Gittins, send it to her. Well, I'm going to ask my three local Labour councillors. You can send one to Louise Gittins if you Good wish. Good luck with that, Steve. Now, well, yes, I mean... <laughs> it only goes well, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, they don't really respond hey, to hey, anything. Hey, come on. Hey, what was that? What was that? <laughs> right, let's get to the points here, because we've got a by-election in the city of... Yeah, Chester. serious business. December, isn't it? Uh, yeah, December 1st. Go on, Steve. Are you going to stand? Come on, tell us. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> we need to know. Steve, All right. Steve, Have you Steve, got the Steve, papers? Steve. 
Come on, Steve. Steve, Steve. Steve, 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 Steve. Do we need to reform? Do we need to reform Chester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it going to be one of the glib Dems going to do it? What about Heritage? It's got heritage. Chester, yeah, heritage. Heritage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, there's... there's uh, what about well, the Monster Raven Looney Party? There was a oh, rumour yes. that somebody from GB News was going to stand like, for the Monster Raven right. Looney yeah. Party. And don't forget the Please. Cabbage Patch Kids. It's going to be what? Say that again, Trev. Cabbage Patch the Cabbage kids. Patch Kids. Oh, the what? Greens. The Greens. They still exist. Forgot about them. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're only 11 of them, but they still exist. Yeah, give peas a chance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Never mind. What about carrots? All right, Steve, well, you wanted to say something. We're going to talk about this, so we're just going to engage <laughs> in <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> we could form a government on all this non nonsense we're talking here. Give peace a chance. Still talking more yeah. sense than the government, though, aren't we, even when we're talking nonsense? Yeah, that's right. But okay, anyway, our theme tune yeah. for our government would be la 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 are we actually going to do this? Go on, then, Roger. Gonna, I mean, go on, then. I'll go on. You want to be serious? Go on. No, I'm not being serious. So it's just I'm just going to sort of mention the candidates. I, I only know two candidates who've been announced formally at the moment. Obviously, nomination papers can go in up until 4 p.m. on Friday. Uh, this this coming Friday. So how do you know that, Steve? Well, I do. There you go. Have you now, got? Have you got? I have actually. Anybody proposing you, Steve? Uh, wait. I have actually organised collecting nomination papers tomorrow. Ooh. In the morning. Steve, 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 Steve. So we tell the Raven that Halloween's over. What's he lit up for? Oh, he's gone <laughs> off again now. <laughs> that was just that was just the stuff shining off the top of his head. Oh sorry. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the Conservatives have announced their candidate for the city of Chester. And it's a conservative councillor, I believe, from uh, Congleton. Her name is Elizabeth Wardlaw. Oh, so she's and, a local then? Yeah, well, Congleton, it's in Chester, I believe, yeah. And, <laughs> I think it's about 35 miles away, something like that. I'd have to check. Um, but uh, it's near. I think it's on the outskirts. Oh, so she's a local. Well, then, there you go. There's those really, really clever-thinking conservatives in Cheshire working yeah. again. Go ahead. Elizabeth from well, Congleton. I can better than that. Mine's 208 miles. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Elizabeth from Congleton said she understands the pressures on local people and believes, given the opportunity, she will be the ideal candidate to represent the city in Westminster. She said, Chester is such an iconic city. I would agree with that because I've lived here all my life. Just getting that in, just in case. And if she is elected... You are an icon. We know that. Yeah, we know. Uh, the Raven... Of Chester is an icon, but he's about to be knocked oh, off his perch sake, by Roger the Raven. Right, right. Be quiet. She, she said Chester is such an iconic city, and if oh my phone's gone off, what I say? And if elected as a Conservative MP, I will fight for the issues that matter to local people, ensuring their voices are heard in Parliament. She added, if she gets the backing from voters, she would be best placed to work with the government to ensure the city doesn't miss out on funding opportunities. What, and, from uh, who? When? Where's the money coming from? Well, it's... Uh, well, it's all the donors. 
all the extra tax from all the illegal immigrants, I guess. So is um, she going to get her office wallpapered? We want to know. <laughs> you know. If she gets in. So the, the point is, that she's the Conservative Party's count, candidate, and the Labour Party have announced their candidate, which is former councillor Samantha Dixon, who was the leader of the council at one point. Uh, and I'm about Labour to go North- off this show with stress now. Will Same you as though you're stop mentioning her. Talking over other people. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not time. doing that all the time. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stopping. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Wind your neck in. So, <laughs> Labour Northwest say congratulations, Samantha Dixon, our candidate for the Chester by-election. Sam is a local councillor who has dedicated her life to Chester. Well, I've dedicated my life to Chester. I've lived here all my life. I've done lots of things, but everybody can make that claim if they've lived and worked and contributed. Yes, there. they've but, contributed as well to the know, rates I, and everything. I mean, and I, I'm not being flippant when I say that because there's a lot of people that have worked in care homes, they've done all kinds of stuff, and they have dedicated their lives in various ways to the city of Chester. Do you, you like Samantha you know, Dixon? Is she, a, is she a fiddler? Yeah. Do you like Samantha you, Dixon? Is that the truth? Well, just one second. She will be an incredible champion for our proud city. This is the Labour Party. Now, there are some responses on, on the Twitter post. One is from Saul Staniforth. Uh, considering how we, in brackets, Labour, are stitching up, stitching up so many of these elections... These cele- I'll start again. <laughs> I'm not editing that one out either. <laughs> I will start again. I've been considering. Since, uh, considering. Go on. Considering how we, Labour, are stitching up so many of these selection contests, how can voters have any confidence in the party's commitment to democracy? Well, bearing in mind they're riddled with communists. I don't know why he's asking that question, but that's another matter. Um, local members select a local candidate, end of, and there's people sort of having a bit of a go back back and say, you know, congratulations, a lot of different things. Um, and it's interesting, really, because... Um, I'm surprised, actually, she's put herself forward, really, to be honest. But um, Well, what well, life experience has she had? I am actually going to give Samantha Dixon a little bit of a shout-out, actually, in all fairness, because a few years ago, when she was still the council leader, I sent, I won't go into the detail, I sent an email in to Samantha Dixon on a Sunday night. What about, what about, what about? And it was to do with an issue in the city of Chester regarding women's safety. Bearing in mind the resignation, there's a little bit of irony, but I'm not going to link the two in, in detail. Now, I brought up an issue in the city of Chester regarding women's safety, and I sent the email to... Samantha Dixon, who was the council leader at the time, on a Sunday night, and at five past nine on the Sunday on the Monday morning, I got a response and asking me permission to forward it on to another department within the council for them to deal with it. And then I gave permission. They came back to me and it was dealt with very, very swiftly. So I, I'm actually quite pleased about the way she dealt with that. So, so you sorry, so you got a response for her to tell you to go to a different department. So she back heel that one. Yes. Thank you somewhere else. And the only reason you got such a quick response was she's probably off sick. Probably. That's what happens. You know, whether they're in on a Monday or a Friday, it's always debatable. You should always try to test that out. Go ahead, Mark. 
Okay, I'm going to question whether she is the best candidate. Uh, I'm not saying she is. I'm just oh, saying. No, no, I'm just. I'm just going to. Well, she was selected. Uh, so, well, last last time she was the leader of the council. There, Labour lost over, overall control of the council. Now, when she resigned, I think she said it was very demanding serving the whole borough as well as the very busy Chester City ward. So I can imagine being MP will be even more demanding. Yeah, it's got to be Absolutely. even more stressful. I, I'm not convinced. She's the, I think they've tried to go for someone with experience, safe pair of hands. Uh, Absolutely. And also, yeah. to be honest with you, Mark, I, I share you. Well, concern. that's the key word, isn't it? A safe pair of hands. Well, to be quite honest with you, I do have a concern, actually, for the people of Chester here in, in relation to all this. First of all, the Conservatives are proposing a candidate who lives in Congleton currently, who has no real idea, in my view, from what I understand of, of the city of Chester. And now we have a candidate put forward by Labour, who, as nice as Sam Dixon is, and I think she's a, a, a very nice person from what I understand and yeah, everything else, but... The fact of the matter is, I think she's very, very weak. And I don't think she will actually cope with this if she is elected. So the where problem- is the experience? Where's the life experience? Because when you see these candidates going forward, you're looking for some sort of experience in life. And what, you know, what have they got? What have she's they got, got an, to offer? She's got an MBE. In what? Doing good, <laughs> doing good stuff. Well, let me tell you something, right? My boiled you- egg. Go on. <laughs> Just, just, just one second, guys. Just one second. What you need is somebody who can actually relate to the people right now, who can actually understand. That's no one, then. No one. Uh, who can actually understand the struggles they face, who've been there and done it and live in their area. And I'm going to tell you something now. I'm actually thinking of it. You're thinking of what? Put myself in. <gasps> Oh, against Samantha! Somebody somebody that can connect with the area, somebody that knows how people uh, live, to know how people, you know, survive on a daily basis. And he's called Sir Kia Starmer, a knight of the realm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God, right now. Labour, in my opinion, on this one, they're using this as a litmus test. Regards their 30-point lead. Yep. So it's going to be very, very interesting, this one. Do the Conservatives completely disintegrate? Do Labour romp it? Or Steve, the Raven, Coco, do we get a complete outsider in protest? (sighs) After all, it is a by-election. That's right. Never forget that. Well... Roger the Raven is going to be flying in to add his comments to what's going on. And his theme music is going to be... And he will be dumping on a lot of people in Chester, giving them his views. I'm telling you. Just just say a little something on something. Hashtag Mark Roger the Raven. Today. Just one second. Visits Mark Chester. communicated a picture today which showed uh, Samantha Dixon out with the, the Labour group campaigning. Yeah, there were so, was so quite, many of them, weren't there? Well, I was actually quite shocked. There was only, I think, about seven or eight or in total, including Samantha Dixon. Yeah. I didn't recognise And she counts for faces. two of them. 
I didn't recognise anybody. Now, you don't the, live on the Wirral. The point I'm making regarding this is this. <laughs> Are the local Labour councillors and the local Labour usual activists, if you like, are they trepidatious about going out campaigning given the potential Good point. Good point. The they may guess because of Chris Matheson. That's the point I'm making. Yep, yep. Yeah, I can I can go with that. Trevor, we need a good laugh after listening to all of that stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you now. Trevor, give us a raven monster loony, raven whatever policy well, to get I've us got, going. It's a slight diversion this week. Oh, you go, you mentioned that. I can't believe that. I would like to introduce our cabinet members. <sighs> Please do. To which I hope to attain that level in due course. One of our members tonight, this week, I should say, we have Baron von Thunderclap. <laughs> he's got the one. Yeah, he's been a member from, from 2007, the party secretary in 2013, uh-huh. and the deputy leader in 2019. Oh. Now, I must just point out that being the deputy leader, particularly in 2019, was a bit odd because about seven of them were deputy leaders. The cabinets. <laughs> okay. Now, Baron, this is important, this Baron has successfully failed to win the Mid-Sussex seat at six general elections. That's good. Oh, man, that is a record. Or a Welsh Assembly seat. Now, despite acting in a proper loony manner, he has been re-elected for a second term on the Bologna Parish Council. Now, just a brief history of him. His day job is running a dodo sanctuary. Oh, what? Sorry, a dodo sanctuary. A dodo sanctuary. <laughs> That's his day job, and his hobbies include riding the Wankel rotary engine Norton motorcycle. Okay. And he's trying to rid the world of real ale by drinking it all. <laughs> So that's just one member of our uh, our cabinet. Ah, oh, so we'll I like. That. Can we have an update on that next week? Yes, I'll I'll check out the oh. other part of the cabinet members and I'll, I'll forward well, it as 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 with. Just to wrap all that stuff up locally, who do you think is going to get it? Come on, somebody come forward. Give us a prediction. I mean, I'm going to say straight out. I think Samantha Dixon's going to get it. That's well, my been, that's my like thought. Is a thirty points ahead in the polls. Yeah, but as I say, it's a Labour incumbent who has been fiddling. Yeah, who has gone. So that's not looking good. That's why they put a woman in. Well, let's put let's put the re- the true report. It was serious sexual misconduct. That's the truth. Well, yeah. Of it. Okay, fiddling. So, I think it's going to have to be. It's. I'd say a complete. Strange result, and it's it's an unknown. It's a complete unknown. This well, it's 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 yeah, a swing so. city, is Chester. It's a swinger. The yeah, it's a swing city. Win. Yeah, if you're a swinger, you want to go to Chester. I agree with that. Yeah, that's it. So, what do you think, Mark? Well, I'm biased. I have to go for the Raven. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm, yeah, what the Raven? Which Roger the Raven or the Raven 360? No, that's strapping Viking. Oh, you're looking to get into Valhalla. Oh yeah, okay, that's uh, right. He told me the other day that I'm gonna have to be, I'm gonna be eating my dessert in Valhalla if I don't get a Chinese sent round to him. I just really didn't know what the swear word was in Raven talk. 
<laughs> but uh, he got the message soon enough. Okay, Stevie, up to the bar, up to the bar. No, it's not my turn. Got no wallet. I'm fed up with this. It was my turn about three weeks ago. I I'm going to ring the bell again. Stevie, Stevie, up to the bar, up to the bar. No, no. your tab's getting bigger, mate. Yeah. Uh, no, something <laughs> I think that's the wrong way tab. to put it. Something is at this time, and I <laughs> not that. Anyway. <laughs> What's getting bigger is his mouth. That's what's getting bigger. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Any shout-outs, shout-downs? Let's get on with it. Go ahead. Yeah, shout-down first off. I'll get straight in with this. Is you, because you're the pain in the ass on occasion. <laughs> the next one I've got... Wait there, I've got a... Uh, wait there. One second. Get organised a bit now. Right, are you listening? Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Be more consistent. I've got to turn the lights off. Put it up. No, it's Right. Be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your character is what you really are, while your reputation is merely what others think you are. John Wooden. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's good. Okay, go ahead, Stats. Character is key. Go ahead, Stats. Yeah, I knew his dad. He, he, he was a wooden top. Yeah. Uh, and my first name is Presta. Presta Starkey. <laughs> oh, wait. I've got another one here. Oh, no, I, Steve. I come on. Do... You only get one. It's Stats no, Go no, now. Move it on. I this one. No. It's vital, this one. No, 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 no. Move it on. Okay, Stats. Go ahead. <laughs> right. It's kind of a, a, a dual. <laughs> it's a shout-out and a shout-down all in one. Me shout-out to Suella Braverman, like Steve said before, for calling this issue out on the border for what it is. Not sure she's going to make any headway, but it's, it's a bit more positive than what we've been hearing, isn't it? Yeah. But just watch out for the cancellation job on her in the coming weeks. Uh, the shout-down has to be to fake Conservative MP Roger Gale. Now, he claims the like of Braverman and people are dog-whistling to the UKIP wing, and he uses this as a type of slayer, and he says those people are a section of the population he doesn't want to appeal to. And there is the proof of how out of touch him and his party are. Yeah, wow. I get it. Go ahead. Because, I'd agree with Because that, everyone Mark. I speak to want this situation sorted. Okay, Trevor, go ahead. Yeah, just a quick, uh, I'd say a quote, I think it was a quote. The worst time to have a heart attack is you're in a game of charades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, come on then, go on. What do you want to say? Right, I, this is very timely considering the issue we spoke about at the start of this show, actually. And this is a quote. In the next 10 to 20 years, more and more Western Europeans will come to us who would rather live with us because Hungary is a safe, Christian and tradition-conscious country. PM Victor Orban. Okay. All right. Okay. I get it. Well, we've come to that time of the show where we're going to move it on because time is moving on and it is the end. Say goodbye, Gazelle. Go ahead. Goodbye, everybody, and thank you so much for listening, as always. Okay, and Statsman. I'll have to say a big cheerio to all our lovely listeners. It's been a pleasure, as always. Indeed, indeed. It's been a laugh, actually. I've, been, yeah. I've, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed muting the Raven. Go ahead, Raven. 
Yes, I'm going to say uh, a big thank you to all our listeners. I uh, hope you have a, a very good week ahead. I'm going to give a final shout down as well to Chris Matheson for costing the city of Chester even more money by having to run another election. Very, very disappointed and very appalled by what's come to light. Okay, and this is a big goodbye from your delicious landlord, Jonathan Starkey. It's been a great show this week. It's been lots of laughs. We've enjoyed it, and we're looking forward to... Well, if Steve's getting the papers, then Roger the Raven is going to get his papers because he's going to stand as well. And there's going to be a political broadcast by Roger the Raven. Hashtag Roger the Raven. Say goodbye. Everybody's getting in on the Raven Act. Now, I'm going to say to the public here now, there's only one Raven on this show, and that's because my name, Ingram, in Old English, Engelram, goes back to Norse, which means Angel Raven. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And my name goes back to say, the devil. (laughs) I am evil incarnate. A dream to some. My name goes back to the 5th century Germanica, the Engels who invaded England and gave it its name. So I own England. What happened to them? The Angles. Them invading England, and you call them migrants for doing the same. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll go. I, we were here first. Yeah.